and welcome to The Bookish Life. I'm Jess. And I'm Tori. And in today's episode, we're going to chat all about audiobooks. I'm wearing my audiobook sweatshirt. Oh, are you? I'm just yeah. wearing a blue sweatshirt. It wasn't on purpose, but... Oh, cute. We're talking all about audiobooks today, though, which I'm excited for. I've been listening to so many this month. Mm-hmm. I think I've only physically read two and I've listened to like five, so... I've read three books so far this month. That is so low for me. It's the ninth? The tenth? I know. What have you been doing? Working? I've been reading thick books, though. That's true. That's true. Like, really thick books. Yeah. So. Well, Fragile Enchantment, how long is that audio? It's like 14 hours. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. It is really cute. I forgot I'm actually listening. I was doing that while I was, like, cleaning up my books. Mm -hmm. I like it. Well, and so... We can talk about a variety of things when it comes to audiobooks. Because first, I have never tried reading along while listening. Oh, I love it. No. Which you did if for... I could, if I could do it for every single thing I read, I, I would. Why do you like doing that? Does it make you read faster? No. Well, I don't know if it makes me read faster. But I like it because it keeps me focused on the book. Okay, so for... For a vlog right now, I'm reading A Study in Drowning by Ava Reed. That audiobook hold is like 12 weeks. Like I can't get that audiobook and I'm not going to spend $12 for it and I don't want to use a credit for it specifically because I have the physical book. Mm-hmm. And last night, it took me about an hour and a half, two hours to read like 60 pages. Okay. And that's not because it's not boring. It's because I would read a couple pages like getting into the vibe, like getting into the book and like seeing what it's all about. But then I would mm-hmm. get distracted by my phone and I would go on TikTok. I do that. I'd go on Instagram and yeah. I'd go on Facebook. It'd be like, oh, someone messaged me for work stuff. And then we go, let me go check that. And like just random shit. Right. But if I'm listening to the audiobook, I literally like it just keeps me reading because it's going in my ear or I have it like on the speaker on my phone. So it keeps me like focused. If that makes sense. No, that does. Because I'm horrible with my phone when I'm physically reading. Yeah. And it's also a very immersive experience, too. Because you're hearing the different characters with, like, Mm -hmm. there's one or two narrators. Um, You also know I can, like, pronounce things. Well, at least I know how they're pronounced. Yeah. (laughs) But I I just, I really, I think it's, like, an immersive experience. I did that with Noctacadia. I did that. Well, I listened to the audiobook for Long Way Home, but. House of Flame and Shadow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because then I could keep listening even if I have to go pee. True. Like, I just, like, turn... I usually, if I'm physically reading along and listening, I'll go from, like, two and a half to three times speed. I'll go back and forth. I was wondering if you still keep it at three if you physically read with it. Yeah, depending... Because I'm, like, reading... Like, my eyes are reading as as while I'm listening. So if I can't catch a word, Mm -hmm. then I'm, like, physically reading it, if that makes sense. Yeah. But if there's accents okay. and stuff, I have to slow it down. Yeah. Like if he's like it's typically the guy has the accent. And so if it's like Irish or Scottish, I'm like, I, I don't know. Like um, what is the author's historical romance author, that, Elise Braden? I really want to read her books. And oh, yeah. usually I listen to a lot of historical romances. That's how I get through my historicals, typically because they're traditionally published and my library always has them. But Elise Braden's on Hoopla, I think. Her narrators have such thick scottish accents that i have to slow it down so much and i hate slowing down audiobooks so i just haven't read her books yet (laughs) one thing this year though with like like i think i'm listening to fragile enchantment at like 1.75 i don't know why i've been slowing it down i honestly think i honestly think it helps me not rush through a book yeah 
Like it really helps me not like just like push through like, oh, I on to the next one, on to the next one. It really makes me like stay focused. Mm -hmm. But also if I'm doing something at the same time, if it's too fast, I'll just tune it out. Yeah. That's what I've noticed I do if I work. So I can't listen while I work unless it's something mindless like copying audible codes or like something copy and pasting things. If it's Mm -hmm. anything I have to read on a screen, I just like zone out of my audiobook and I'm like, I'm lost. I can't. I don't know how people I'm jealous that people can listen while they work so much. But I used to because a lot of my stuff was like mindless. Mm-hmm. But like now I can't unless I'm like making a graphic or copy yeah. and pasting. Or so like whenever like we researching make stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or like researching on social media. Yeah. I'll pop in my audio and do that. If I don't if I don't mm-hmm. have to like read something. Do you have any favorite audiobooks? One audiobook that I feel like is really underrated is the Binding and Keeping 13 audiobooks. They're so what? long. There's two parts. They're so long. And uh, do they have Irish accents? Yes. I know Jess from Honest Fiction, when she listened to them for a read along, mm-hmm. she had to slow them down. Mm-hmm. But I, like those, I want you to try and like physically read along and listen at the same time. Really? Yeah. I might be reading the second one for a vlog at some point soon. So. Okay. But I don't like long audiobooks because then I feel like the book is taking me so long because I don't get to like just sit and binge an audiobook unless it's the weekend if I'm listening to an audiobook for more than like five days I'm like this is never ending and I want this book to stop now so I don't like reading audiobooks that are like over 15 hours unless it's a weekend and I can just like get through it in like two days see that's weird to me because you're still physically reading it like it's still a thick book it doesn't matter if you listen or you read it like you'll read a book physically for five days yeah I will I know it's weird. My mind's weird. Just like with my Audible credits, how I can't use them on something unless it's really, really, really special. Oh, no. So that's why I ended up canceling Audible. But then I needed audiobooks for a vlog. So then I signed up for the free tri- three-month trial of Audible Plus. So I got some credits back. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. But I need to be better at using my Libyan Hoopla because mm-hmm. there's so many trad stuff there. And going before release and, like, j- signing up on, like, the – the wait list before release because like bride i think i get in a couple weeks now and it just came out which is rare for a new release like that yeah usually we'll filter every tuesday i'll filter by and now of it no coming soon or something and mm-hmm. then i filter by release date so which one is coming out soon hang on so magnolia parks they have the new one into the dark oh is that coming out on audio when that book comes out yes oh the bride is available to take out now <gasps> I oh my god, I want you to listen to it. Yeah. Oh, this is coming out March 19th. I was going to say, that's surprising. Oh, okay. Well, I probably won't. Anyway, I put that hold for a while, like a while ago, and I'm fifth in line out of 32 people. Lorraine Heath, I'm 30th in line for her new book. Um, Yeah, I just, I try and do that with a lot of like new releases. I'm 20, are, is it through the library card I got you? Yeah. For Lorraine, I'm 29th. <laughs> and you're 30. I think that's funny. Is it the C one that I can never pronounce? Yeah. Cuyahoga. Cuyahoga. Yeah. If you didn't know, like, there's a lot of libraries. Like, I don't live in Cuyahoga County. I'm in central Columbus, and Cuyahoga is Cleveland. You can sign up for cards, like, around your state if they allow it. And I just gave Tori my address to use, and she has a card, too. (laughs) So... Yeah. My state does not do that. I have my Cobb County one, which is where I live, like, my county one. 
I have a lot actually. I'm trying to use, which is okay. You keep pressuring me to read Powerless and I have three weeks left. And this is like the reason why is because I want to use my Libby and Hoopla so much more and not buy audiobooks. I've actually been really good about buying audiobooks this year. Mm, Yeah. I bought two when they were on sale for $6.99 and I think I bought like two at $7.50 for Whisper Sync. And that's it. In a month and almost basically a month and a half, that's really good for me. That's normally about how much I buy. Yeah, and I usually, usually it's way more. Only buy if it's for like a book club or a vlog. I have to do. If it's not for specifically for something, then I'll wait. Well, I usually can get ALCs for a lot of things, but like Laura Pavlov's new book, I didn't get an ALC for that, so I wanted to read that on release day. Advanced listener copy. So a lot of people will get eARCs, so like an advanced reader copy of like a physical book or an ebook. But if you get like advanced like a early copy of an audiobook it's called an alc advanced listener copy yeah 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 yeah, i didn't i actually is that maybe i've bought less than that but it has been really cool how many authors are now so far ahead that they can do alcs because if you are an author you have to finish your book like way before release date so that it can get to the narrators and they can produce your audiobook get corrections back and load it onto acx which is audible so so many more authors have been doing that i know we both loved loving romeo on audio that audiobook was so good and that was one i finished in a day like now for some reason on weekends if i don't have anything going on i will get through an audiobook in a day i'll just pop it in i'll work on my crocheting things like i'm doing today or i'm making graphics or cleaning and it's just awesome yeah, no. I love audiobooks. I, I just feel so productive listening to audiobooks. Yeah. Who was the Connor Crace? That's who it was. I, thought, I couldn't remember. And Samantha Britmore. Speaking of Connor Crace, the audiobook that is like the coolest audiobook I've ever listened to, Twilight of Embers, where it has a different narrator for each hero. Yeah. I loved it. So I, did, they like I did felt... listen to that one too. Because isn't he one of them? I'm pretty sure There's he's a one lot of them. Because it's Teddy. I don't know if it was Zach or Jacob. So Zach Zachary Weber goes by Jacob Morgan. He has both of his audiobook names. Yes. Okay. So it's Joe Arden, Jason Clark, oh, I love Jason Clark, Connor Crace, Teddy Hamilton, and Jacob Morgan. That is a jam packed, like stacked. Top and then tier Vanessa Mo- Moyen. Vanessa does Moyen? her all of Tessa Hale's audiobooks. I've listened to a lot because some of them are on Hoopla, and she does oh. a really good job. Yeah, she did. Okay, all of them, all of them, though, that's, like, a stacked audio team. Like, oh I God. just listened. I didn't like it, but I love the audio for In a Jam by Kate Canterbury. I didn't end up loving that, and I'm really sad, but Jason Clark was on there, and I'm just, like, I could listen to literally just him narrate my books and be fine. Like, his voice is so good. But they're all actors. Like, I did a bunch oh, of interviews yeah. with uh, audiobook narrators last year, and, like, all of them have some kind of, like, acting background, and I'm, like, that makes oh, so yeah. much sense. Well, they have to act. They're, like, playing yeah. these characters. Yeah, but I feel like, like a lot of people don't really role. think about what goes into narrating. They just think, oh, you sit down and oh. read a book. Right? Yes. But mm-hmm. I remember – I don't know if you were on it. Were you on my live show with um, CJ Bloom and – No. Okay. I watched it, but – Was that C- – does she go by – it's Carly. I don't – is CJ Bloom her narrator name? Carly Robbins? Yeah. Okay. Um, and Maxine Mitchell, and they did this, like, banter kid voice thing going on, and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever, because they are just so incredibly talented, and I do yeah. feel like we give more credit to the male narrators and the female narrators, just because I feel like people care more about the male characters than female characters, but 
they're both equally talented and amazing so yeah i just looked ashes of you was ava erickson which she is also one of my favorite female narrators sebastian york oh yes i feel like he's one i forget about but ashes i feel like he hasn't i feel like sebastian hasn't really done that many audiobooks lately but it's interesting that authors now use their choice of narrators as a marketing tactic too like people oftentimes pick up audiobooks like give a new author a try because it has their favorite narrator which i think is very interesting yes i don't know if i've ever done that maybe i feel like i have if i like see a book that i'm interested in trying and i'm like oh teddy narrates it like yeah Mm -hmm. sure i'll give it a try because like teddy hamilton's also one of my favorite voices for audiobooks jacob morgan and zachary weber they're the same person they did he did oh my god what book was it oh stop i can't think one of, of my it. favorite books of last year he did the entire i think he did the entire series did he which one um saint i always forget if it's center oh Sarah simone did yeah. he do both did he do center too i think so he that he does emotion so well so well but i think he's just like a very deep emotional person to begin with because i got to interview him and he's such an an interesting person i love talking to him (laughs) um he gets so into the story though and you can just feel the emotion he did after the storm by laura pavlov which i read last year i listened to that but that's one of my favorite books of last year and i remember telling you that the way that he did like he's so grumpy like in after the storm he's a really broody grumpy hero and he like mumbles in the audiobook and he like banters like he does this really like he just he gets so into it it was so i was laughing out loud just like the banter between him and his family like oh it was it was such a good like sometimes with audiobook experiences like it makes the book like just just so much more enjoyable yeah yeah, to read I don't know what it is yeah yeah there's some years where my favorite books of the year like over half of them end up being audiobooks Mm -hmm. because they were just so good that case in calendar one that one was really good because they had a full cast yeah also it's an oldie real by Kennedy Ryan oh is that you never um, listened to the audiobook no is Jacoby Diem the hero Oh, my God. No. Well, she had three narrators, technically. And it was because one of the POVs is Desi Blue, which is like the historic singer that they're playing, that our female character Neva is playing in the book. She, I'm going to look it up because I have the audio book, but. It is Jacoby Diem. He is one of my favorite narrators, too. Yes. And Kennedy uses him a lot. Ebony Flowers is the female narrator. She did really good, too um but and then Nicole april Small. christina yeah and then april christina actually sang in the the oh my god the audiobook literally was like a production she won awards for the audiobook which she definitely deserves it like they all did but it was so good oh so good i will say too i listened to the audiobook i physically read um and listened to the shepherd king duet which is one dark window and two twisted crowns and that oh, yeah. was so good i have it was on hold it was one female narrator, but there was like different like creepy characters because, you know, the female character has this like nightmare in her head, like this voice in her head. So she has to like differentiate between that. And I think she did an amazing job with it. It was so good. It was so creepy, but like also like so atmospheric. Yeah. I loved it. 
I am a little wary about listening, and I've said this, I say it all the time, listening to fantasy on audio because I need to like, and maybe that's why I should do audio and physical for fantasies because Mm -hmm. I really need to like sit and pay attention and I can't really like multitask if I listen to something that's like super world building and like detailed as opposed to like a regular contemporary romance, but I do have One Dark Window. I don't, like for fantasy... I don't just primarily listen to the audiobook. I can't. It, yeah. There's just too much, too much going on. So those like fan, a huge fantasies that I have on my fantasy shelf, I want to read. I will 100% like Throne of the Fallen by Carrie Mascalco. I want the audiobook. Yeah. I know. As well as like to physically read along. Yeah. But like even a fragile enchantment, the beginning is like, it's whimsical. Whimsical is a good word. It's not necessarily fantasy, but it's set in like this historical it's time. Regency. Yeah. With like a kind of magic things and I wouldn't necessarily say there's fantastical aspects, but it's so it's not, not like intense world building. No, it took okay. me a second to like realize because there's like, oh, she's talking about the ton and like the type of kingdom that she comes from, how she like looks down upon or people look down upon her because of where she comes from. She kind of has like this Scottish what I would like. That's what the narrator does is like a Scottish oh, accent. Interesting. But it's like yeah. a fantastical land she's from kind of it's like her people has like magic with crafts so like she sews in Mm -hmm. magic into the garments that she makes yeah so like she has a one one of her dresses for like the first ball that she attends because she's like in this kingdom to like make garments for the family but she go ahead what i was gonna say she falls for the groom right Yes, I'm really I mean, I'm assuming that. that's what happened. But, I mean, but that's yeah, what the synopsis said. Yeah, he's very grumpy and broody, but Ooh, she like okay. sews into her dress like peace and calmness. So like a lot of the girls that were entering the ton for the first time, like oh. for their first season, want to like flock to her because she yeah. has this like calming presence. And because she hates him because they banter a lot, she like the first garment she makes is like hatred that's sewed into his. So like he has this like dark and looming presence for the first ball. It's very mm-hmm. cool. Okay, that's it's fine. very cute. Okay, yeah, it's just it's so different. It's really fun. I feel like I would really like that audio because I love listening to historical romances because they just like the atmosphere feels so historical. So like the last one I listened to, well, I'm listening to one right now that I really like for a vlog that everybody's been talking about, Forever Your Rogue by... Is it oh, the pink cover, Eva right? Langston, yeah. And I really like that so far. And I feel like this narrator, let me see if I can... Justine Eyre? Eyre? Eyre. Eyre. I said, she did... um. Lorraine Heath's audio. I was going to say, she's, it sounds very familiar, but I never pay attention to like the narrators. I think she did, um, oh my God, what's the book that I just read? The Notorious Lord Knightley. Yeah, I was going to say, she did I that love audio. that one. So good. Um, and, but like, I'm not loving this as much as that one because that one was just so angsty and I was just, mm, it was so yeah, good. I really gave it one five stars. But I really like, um, the one who does all of the Julia Quinn ones. I'm blanking on her name. She does all of the like old, older like lisa clapis and julia quinn oh mary jane wells she did devil in winter oh she does a lot of lisa clapis's that's okay. my favorite like justine Eyre is like the new mary jane wells like that's how i okay. love like yeah. her voice let me look to see who does the bridgerton series. i think the bridgerton one is someone different rosalind I landor i was like it's not that name she's the other one that does so many of them and i yeah. love her voice it just feels so like old school historical and i'm just like i'm in my regency romance going to a ball like it's so good yeah i like when mary jane wells does her thing because she's like this book was narrated by mary jane wells and she's so like up and like 
happy it was so funny and then we get to this historical that's like starts off like dark yeah <laughs> sometimes oh, i love she her did voice though sarah mclean yeah she did oh, a lot of sarah mclean she did she did devil in winter i think by lisa claypas is one of my favorites because i recently read that one i love that yeah. one i will say sometimes though audiobooks don't work out for me i haven't had that because i tried lately, but i tried to read the wake-up call by elizabeth o'leary because i got the audiobook from my library and is i thought okay let's listen to it no, I don't know what it is. I just did not like the narrators. I've never heard of them. And I just, it wasn't, I don't know. I don't know if it was the story with combined with the narrators, but it wasn't like keeping my attention. And I was yeah. like, nah, I'm going to pass on this. Yeah. Well, and I also like notice more if a book is dragging, if I'm listening to it on audio. Yeah. Because then it's like, oh, I can't even pay attention because it's easy for my mind to wander more so when I'm listening versus when I'm like physically mm-hmm. reading a book. So because I just read A Cozy Mystery and I was like, oh, I'm bored and I was listening to it. So then I like try to do things to get like through it faster. So have you listened to any other ones this year that you've loved? I've started mm-hmm. to put on my graphics if I listen to it or not, like my uh, wrap up graphics on yeah, I noticed that you did that. Because I don't Christy do that. Does that. I and I was like, oh, that's actually a good idea to like even just remind myself. <gasps> you know, it was really good. Well, on audio, God of Fury by Rena Kent. I talk video. about her in a video. And what video? I don't think I'm going to read that book. Why? It's a, the tag video. I don't know. I just, I don't want to spend a credit listening to her when I just don't vibe with her. And I'm never going to physically don't pick up that book. And this book was so good. But I think, I don't remember, I think Teddy Hamilton was one of them. I don't remember the other one. He was a British one, and he does a lot of British audiobooks. And I need to remember what his name is. Shane East. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, Yeah. he's a good one, too. Yeah. I did listen to When She Unravels by Gabrielle Sands. And that book was, like, okay. Uh, The narrators did a good job. Oh, my God, wait. Hang on. The narrator for that one, the male narrator, is someone I feel like I know, but I can't remember what his name is. Hang on. Gabriel Spires. I've never heard of him, but he did a really good job with the mafia. Mm, like, I do like, like the mafia it. voice. When they have like a little bit of an accent. Yeah. Did I listen to Dom by S. J. Tilly? I listened. Oh, to I Nero. listened to. That's what I listened to. Nero. Dom just came out, but Nero. He had Jack Callahan. I've never heard of him, but he did a good mafia. The, like the voices were good. I just didn't like that book that much. Um, yeah. Sweet Spot by Rebecca Jenchak had Zachary Weber, and I really like that one. Oh, yeah. She yeah. has good narrators, too. Yeah. I love it when authors are, like, audiobook people, because then they, like, yeah. know. They're, like, I know who I want to work with. And yeah. so hopefully they can get to them. I can only imagine these schedules of these narrators who are so sought after. Teddy Hamilton must be, like, booked out, <laughs> like, so oh, long. three years? Yeah. I wonder what his schedule looks like. Like, I can only, like, the big ones that we've talked about, especially, like, female and male, I wonder how far out they're booked. Because sometimes there's certain ser- certain narrators that just, like, click together and and they're, like, they partner really, really well together. Yeah. Um, it could be the story that they're clicking with or do they just work. Like, I know CJ Bloom loves working. I think what they said, Teddy Hamilton, she said mm-hmm. in her interview. I was just going to say, sometimes, like, when they're paired together that way, it just makes it even fun. Like they just have this yeah. really good banter that comes out. 
So in that interview I did, Maxine had said that she tries to fit the male voice to whoever her co-narrator is. And oh, she yeah. did her Teddy voice. And it was so spot on. I was it like, was really good. This is so good. But they work together a lot. So they're like used mm-hmm. to the cadence that the other one speaks at. Like they try to adjust. And I mean, they're artists. So they like adjust to even the person that they're narrating with. And it's, I'm just awed by their skill. So yeah. Yeah. Do you love how people more and more are trying audiobooks? I used to be adamant that I just like wasn't into it. And now I'm like, mm-hmm. what did I ever do without listening to audiobooks? And then when I bought my house, we had to paint like every room. And I was like, yeah, this was when Audible Escape was around, which I am so and I mean, like, I get it. I don't think authors got paid like anything from Audible Escape. It was basically like Kindle Unlimited for audiobooks. You got to listen to everything you wanted to mm-hmm. for like $10 a month. And it was fabulous. But um, I had to paint rooms. And so then I just started listening to audiobooks and I started with rereads. So mm, I a lot of people do. The first couple ones I listened to were Colleen Hoover rereads because I'm a huge Colleen Hoover fan. And I had read all her, her books as they were coming out. And I was like, I haven't listened to some of these in a while. So then I listened to them and they were so good and I was like "Hmm." and I think someone had pointed out this was because I've had my channel for a while and around when I was having audiobooks I guess I said like how do people listen so fast (laughs) (laughs) so like I started out listening one time speed rereads and then like slowly worked my way up so yeah yeah when did you start Mm -hmm. listening to audiobooks so I didn't know audiobooks were a thing honestly until I because I don't I didn't used to spend money on reading I only had Kindle Unlimited Mm -hmm. like that is the only thing I can afford for ebook that's really how I like primarily read and then I was just like searching Kindle Unlimited because I used to be so caught up with reading that I could filter by like the newest books and like see what was like published that week so did you not look at social media for recommendations you just like scrolled I did not know Bookstagram what was a thing. Like? I didn't know YouTube. I only was in authors Facebook groups. Like that's how I became friends oh. with Bethany Chris. And then yeah. I led to like being her author assistant for a little bit. But yeah. yeah, it was it was honestly like crazy now that like I didn't even know this was like a thing when I've been reading since I was like 16, 17 on mm-hmm. Kindle Unlimited. Like it, it's wild. But I was scrolling and I, I, you know, clicked. I think it was an Amy Harmon book. Mm, hers are good on audio. What the river, what the wind knows, was it that one? Or it was a hist- it was a historical fiction book. I remember that, and I thought, okay, let's give it a try. That's really what sparked my love for historical fiction because it was read and listen for free in Kindle Unlimited. And I remember I put it on, you know, while I was driving to work, and I listened at like one point two five. Like I don't even know if I sped it up, like how fast I did. But that was like the one of the first times, and I would listen to The Office sometimes. Like I would have an audiobook, like Way when back I was when you working in a little. The yeah, like when I would commute an hour to Atlanta every day. But yeah. yeah, that's really when I started. But I didn't start listening heavy until like 2020 to when I realized, mm-hmm. oh, I can get a uh, library card and I can get audiobooks through the library, which is when I went through like my huge historical romance yes. phase because a lot of I them are available. always listening. Yeah. Yes. That was really what I, pre- my historical romances were primarily on audio unless yeah. it was like a super old one where I didn't have an audio. They didn't have one, but yeah. But they've been going through. So, like, um, Kathleen Woodowis, they're doing, like, her backlist publishing that now. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that's really awesome. when it was, like, only a couple of years, which is so wild because now it's, like, I really depend on audiobooks now to get a lot of reading done. Like, how did I read before? Like, <laughs> when did I find that time? I don't know. <sighs> like, trying to get through this Kindle Unlimited book I have. Like, I read in bed 
for like maybe an hour every night while I've been like stuck with this book for like five days. Yeah. So that's the only time I have time to physically read it. Mm-hmm. Well, and and I, I refuse to get the audiobook just to finish it quicker. Yeah. I don't mind like long drives now. Like I'll have to go to like Cleveland. I'll just pop in an audiobook and get through like half oh, of yeah. it on the way there and yeah. like finish an audiobook in a day if I have to drive. So yep. Yeah. Our Tennessee trip, I am very excited. I'm like, okay, what audiobook do I listen Same. to? Like, which one am I going to pick? Because it's a four hour drive. I can get through an audiobook in four Mine's hours. It's a six hour drive. So, yeah. Yeah. But then it's hard because, like, Alexis likes to listen to music. So, like, I'll put, like, one headphone in and then I, but then I can, like, hear her music and then I get distracted by her music and I'm, like, jamming out too. So, oh. <laughs> I used to be able to physically read in a car. And I don't know if it's just me getting older, but I can't. So, if I we're on a long trip with Brandon, mm-hmm. I have to put my headphones in to listen to an audiobook because if I look down like at my phone, if I look down at anything now, yeah, I get sick. I get car sick. I can't relate. Which I used but. to, I used to like all the time, like when I was younger on road trips with my parents. Yeah. So, I broke mine up by a small town, like by like half a genre, small so. town. <laughs> so I did After the Storm, which I already talked about. Yeah. Shadows of You by Catherine Cowles. That one was good. That was Zachary Weber and Maxine Mitchell. Oh, they're both so good. Um, Reckless by Elsie Silver. That was Savannah Peachwood and Joe Arden. I have Powerless on here, and that was Teddy and CJ Bloom. Yeah. Don't Forget Me Tomorrow by A.L. Jackson. That one was Connor Crace and Savannah Brittmore. I, I like, realized that Connor Crace is, like, one that I absolutely love. Yeah, but I feel like he's one that's not talked about. No, not as much as, yeah. like, Joe Arden. But his is really good. Um, oh, and then I have the last one for Small Town is Let Your Hearts Be Light by Faye Quinn. And that was Stefan oh, yeah. or Stefan Dexter and Liam Dis- DiCosimo. I've heard of both of them before. Some of the small towns I liked, I listened to the entire, um, oh my gosh, what is it? Honey Mountain series by Laura Pavlov. Because it was all, they mm-hmm. were all on like $3 during that one sale. Audible has not done any sale as good as the one two years ago. And I've been waiting mm-hmm. two years. And they still haven't done one where it was like three dollars for like so much. I should have bought more and I didn't because I was like, it'll happen again. But I bought you spent like two hundred dollars already for that sale. Yeah, but I should have spent like four hundred with the amount I would have saved like, you know, in the end. But sure. Um, sure. I and I'm still making my way through some of those. But uh, Make You Mine is my favorite in the Honey Mountain series. But I listened to it all like within a week. I listened to that entire series and it was so good. Oh my gosh. Um, and Give Me Love by Corinne Michaels was really good. I think that was Jason. Can't read. I can't read what it says for the female name, but it's blurry. Um, but Jason Clark was in that one. And Jason Clark's also in Unraveling Him by Claire Kingsley, which I loved. Um, mm. I love so many of his audiobooks. But Forget Me Not by Julie Soto. Did you listen to the audio? I don't think I did because I couldn't get the audiobook in time. I physically read that one. It's Teddy. And it's so oh. good. I don't remember who the female... I don't think it's on the cover. For like more contemporary, I have Abby Jimenez and that was Zachary Weber who did that narration. That talk about emotions, he does them so well. I think, doesn't he do all of them for her? I think he's friends with her or something. Well, okay. He was talking so about that. I learned that Zachary Weber is Tamara Weber's son. Tamara, Tamara, I forget what he said. She wrote Easy back in like 2010 when Colleen Hoover was like, Mm. indie hyped like that was the mm. beginning of really Colleen becoming popular and she was because po- I was in college when this was all happening I remember reading easy when I was studying abroad like it was like just new adult when new adult was just starting um and he had said like he's friends with Colleen Hoover and got to do one of her audiobooks and I was like oh you're just casually gonna say you're friends with Colleen Hoover he's like well my mom's an author and I was like oh <laughs> like I should have looked at that 
Oh. Uh, so I think he know he knows a lot of people in the industry. Yeah. But did you listen to Seven Year Slip? Yes. I like that one too. Yes. I love Ashley Poston's audios. Yeah. Oh, Pucking Around by Emily Rath. That was too long I for listened, me to listen, but I listened and physically read. That one had different guys. Hang on. Oh, okay, really? so that one is I think Amy Hall, Ash Beverly, and Alex Kidd. And one of those na- female or male narrators did the like Russian Polish guy, whoever he was. He's not Russian because I said he was Russian and you corrected me. Yeah, I, I forgot. Swedish? Swedish? Finnish? Oops. Oh, I think I it was Finnish. Yeah. Maybe. But anyway, they just did like the different accent. So it was like you had okay. three different and they did a really good job with that one. I like that one. Yeah. I do think that MM audiobooks usually have like amazing narrators. So What We Broke by Marley Valentine. I loved. Mm. I have Saint on here and The Long Game by Rachel Reed. We're all favorites. Right Man, Right Time by Megan Quinn. I know I talk about that, but that yeah. audiobook experience for me was so good. I remember like laughing out loud while working <laughs> one day and Brand's like, are you okay? I'm like, this book is fucking hilarious. And that was uh, Stella Hunter and Jason Clark. Those two, their chemistry in that book for some reason just like blew my socks off. I listened to that too. I remember that. I also have Goal by Alexandria House. That's Jacoby Diem and Naomi Small. Is that Naomi Small? I was looking and I love Wesley Siobhan with Jacoby Diem. They're like dynamic duo for audiobooks because I was looking at Kennedy Ryan's backlist and yeah. they were both on a lot of hers. And then I did Scoring the Player by Rebecca Jinchak. That's my favorite out of the Wallflower series. I yeah. love that book. That's Jason Clark and Ellen. I mean, Aaron Mallon. Who is this? So I did Bittersweet Memories by Katarina Mora. Um, Lexi Maynard. Mm-hmm. But And that's Zachary Weber. And I love that oh. book. That's Amnesia. Did you listen to that audio? Mm-mm. Okay. No. I was looking at some of my dark romances because a lot of dark romances have good narrators. Of course, When Heroes Fall, When Villains Rise by Gianna. That's um, Rose Diorio and Jeremy York. Jeremy York is one that we forgot to talk about. Rose does Serpentine Valentine. She's one of the narrators for the audiobook. Oh, the clips that she I want to reread that. Yeah. I want to reread it just so I could like Listen hear the, audiobook. the audiobook. Yeah. It's really good. But that one's a reread I did. And then um, Chloe Walsh, Treacherous, they did Lulu. Oh my God, I can't see. It's blurry. Lulu Russell is the female. And Nelson Hobbs. Was the male narrator? That was like the dark, you know, hate to love where he's like an underground fighter by Chloe Walsh that I love. Oh, yeah. The first three are in Hoopla. Those are really good. Yeah. Um, I have some fantasy. Too. I loved An Earl to Remember. I know you didn't like that, but I listened to the audiobook all in one day and I was like, oh my God, this is so good. It was an overboard <laughs> retelling though, and I love overboard. So just nostalgic. Yeah. Oh, Divine Rivals. That was a good audio. Yeah. I physically listened and read that one, like read along. That was a good one. Samantha um, Young usually has good audiobooks. I listened to Among the Heather and I like that. I want to read that series, but they're not on Hoopla and it makes me sad. Do you ever sign up for her arcs? No. Just because I always forget and then I don't know if I'm actually going to read it in time. Because <laughs> I, oh, I physically read this one. Through the Glen. Yeah. But I might have had the audio. I have the audio of A.L. Jackson's upcoming one. And I'm really excited for that. 
Ooh. Um, claim bring me, me your midnight. Oh, that's what it's called. I was trying to think. Yeah. It was claim me something. Bring me your midnight by Rachel Griffin. That one was like a YA fantasy that I loved, yeah. and it was narrated by Sophie Amos. And that was like a traditionally published. It was really good. I loved it. I feel like traditionally published books usually have narrators that I'm not familiar with. Yeah, they're good. But they do but like, like they're people. They I'm pick- like, oh, I don't know who you are. Yeah, and I wonder why. I don't know. But then there's also like Julia Whalen. I think typically does. She's super popular, but I haven't re- figured, like, listened to a lot of hers because people were talking about how she wrote a book and narrated it herself, and I, like, didn't know how to pronounce her last name, and people like, you don't know who she is, and I was like, I don't listen to her audiobooks because she typically narrates traditionally published books. Interesting. I don't listen to those too, too much. But this was a fun episode. Yeah. This I is a lot longer than we thought. Yeah. Yeah. We're big audiobook people. You can let us know in the comments if you're watching on YouTube what your favorite audiobook is. If you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating. Tell us what you thought of the podcast. It helps helps us. I don't know what's something. It just helps us get exposure. Is that what it is? Maybe. I don't know. What's the emoji? Headphones? Um, headphones, obviously. All the headphones for the audiobooks. Yeah. We know a lot of people that are audiobook lovers too. So yeah, let us know your favorite audiobooks and narrators in the comments you're on youtube yeah yeah it's the only place you can comment duh all right thank you so much for listening we hope you enjoyed our bookish life and we'll see you next time bye bye